Welcome to Rainbow Valley, where imagining comes true. Where you can touch a rainbow and make a wish or two. This land lies east of the river and west of the sea. South of wonder and magic and just north of free. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me again for Touch a Rainbow. I'd like to share some thoughts about self-fulfilling prophecies and how we sometimes get bogged down in thinking about what we aren't doing right instead of what we are doing right. <laughs> we, we allow this to happen to our children too, don't we? They end up like we do to ourselves, talking themselves down when they or when we should be talking ourselves up. Now, I've got a story. It's about someone who did just this very thing. Deep in the woods, there lived a snail. Wayne the snail lived in the big forest with his wife, Wilma. They loved each other with all their hearts and made themselves a fine home inside a large oak tree beside a pond. Mayor Myrtle Turtle had hired Wayne to be the fire chief of the big forest. Wayne had good character references from his last job in the city park. It just so happened they didn't mention that the city park had never had a fire. Wayne was very happy to be the new fire chief in the big forest. He vowed to do everything he could to take care of all his new friends. But soon, Wayne realized he had a big problem. When Madge Badger's cook stove caught fire, Wayne didn't get there on time. Madge had to put it out herself. When Barry Bear's night light caught his curtains on fire, Wayne didn't get there on time. Barry had to put it out himself. When Earl Squirrel's acorn cook grill sparked and caught his picnic table on fire, Wayne didn't get there on time. Earl had to put it out himself. In fact, not once in his new job did Wayne get to a fire on time. All the animals shouted at Wayne, You're too slow! <laughs> Everyone was so angry. Mayor Myrtle Turtle told him, he didn't deserve to keep his job as the fire chief unless she saw some improvement. What should I do? Wayne asked Wilma. You can do this job, she told him. You just have to work a little harder to get a little faster. But Wayne couldn't help feeling very sorry for himself. He didn't think he would be able to do what Wilma said. Well, that very day, while Wilma was out picking blackberries to make a pie, he wrote her a note, set it on their kitchen table, and left. The note said, I am a horrible fire chief. I will never be able to get to a fire on time, so I have decided to leave and never come back. I hope you will have a happy life without me. Love, Wayne. 
As he walked away sad and on his own, Wayne thought about all the friends he was leaving behind. He thought the most about leaving Wilma. Wayne was sad that his friends were unhappy, but he was even sadder when he thought about how the forest was all alone now with no fire chief to protect it. He was so sad he stopped and turned around to take one last look. When he did, he saw a big thunderstorm bumbling and rumbling in the sky. Suddenly, there was a huge flash of lightning that zapped straight down into the trees in the big forest. A wisp of smoke drifted up into the sky above the trees. Soon, the wisp turned into a great black sooty fog. The big forest was on fire. Wayne's heart dropped as he watched more and more smoke fill the sky. He got more and more frightened and frantic. All his friends and Wilma were in big trouble. But what could he do? He was just too slow. He would never get back on time. But he thought about what Wilma had told him. You can do this job, she had said. You just have to work a little harder to get a little faster. And he remembered the vow he made when he first got the job. He knew he had to find some way to save Wilma and his friends. He had to find the strength to believe in himself. Wayne started to pace in a big circle. As he paced in that circle, he started to move, to slide, to glide, and to ooze just a little bit faster every time he went around. The more he thought about Wilma and his friends, the faster he went. And before he knew it, he was a spinning snail tornado. He rushed back to the big forest, and in a furious flurry of fire-fighting fortitude, Wayne put out the fire. Mayor Myrtle Turtle and all the animals of the big forest shouted, Hip, hip, hooray! Wilma said, I told you so. The forest animals were so happy, they decided to form the official Big Forest Volunteer Fire Department to help Wayne keep the forest safe. Many animals volunteered. Wayne was the fire chief who tried the best he could to save the big forest for Wilma and his friends. It was a friendship that would never end. Fire chief in the woods, Wayne tried the best he could to save the forest for Wilma and his friends, a friendship that will never end, a friendship that will never end. Believing in yourself, sometimes it's just so difficult to do, especially when we think others don't believe in us either. I know you are all familiar with the discussions and issues related to our children's capacity to learn. You know, the, the, the questions like, can all children learn? Will all children learn? Or statements, all children can learn. Or most children can learn, but some will just never get it. 
What we believe about our children so often drives what they believe about themselves. And remember, we we let them know what we believe in so many ways. What we say, how we look, how we act, what we don't say, what we don't follow through on, etc., 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 you know. And we know from research that what children or people believe, what they have been told they are capable of, very often comes true. There's that self-fulfilling prophecy thing. If we let a child know, either uh, specifically or inadvertently, that we think he or she is less than capable of achieving something, whether it's good behavior and decision-making or accomplishing a task or achieving whatever, they are likely to behave in exactly the way we indicated. And what we think about a child's capacity to learn has a huge impact on whether they will or not. But I will tell you that all in all, I think the discussion about whether all children can learn is just a great battle of semantics in many ways. I have a little different take on this. And it's this. All children do learn. For me, the difference is in what they learn. Children watch and children do. What do they see from parents and me and you? I believe that no matter what kind of environment we provide or or don't provide, they do learn something in spite of us in order to survive. Our task as teachers and parents is to decide if we understand that what we do day in and day out really matters in helping to determine what our children will learn. Just look at me. I'm quite a sight to see. I can learn to do anything I want to With a little bit of help from my friends With a little bit of help from my friends Remember, we've talked about this before. Watch your children. Watch them in their world. Watch them when they don't know you're watching. Listen when they don't know you're listening. Allow and help them to learn to be the leaders of their own learning. In other words, becoming more and more responsible for what they learn, how they learn it, how they monitor that learning, and how they set goals for future learning. Can you get inside their very souls and listen to their hearts? How do you make learning fun for your children, your students, teachers? Does your classroom provide the best few hours of living that some of them spend on any given day? Is it often the warmest place they experience? Do they get the best food they're going to eat that day? Do they get the warmest smiles? Do you know when they come in with the blues? 
So often we'll see them arrive all out of sorts and we assume that something's wrong at home or that, you know, something happened on the bus or that mama or daddy or sister or brother or friend said or did something that upset them. But how do you make sure that they don't come in with the blues because they're thinking about not where they've been or what they've come from, but the place they're coming to? In other words, and you always get back to this, what do you do that allows your children to touch life, touch rainbows in your classroom, at home? The very foundation of public education, of parenting in this country is always being challenged. We're constantly faced with many issues related to society's need for us to be better than we are. So much of our time as educators is spent answering, do we implement inclusion, modify, create individual learning plans, create alternative programs, multi-age team teach, use hooked on phonics, hope Barney is the answer. Uh, Can we close the gap? Can we create just one more test that will reveal what we need to know? Can we just pay teachers more? And when one silver bullet falls short, we discover another one, don't we? For some reason, We believe there is a silver bullet out there for teaching and for parenting, I suppose, to make our children learn better or make us better teachers or make us better parents or just make our children better. There are no silver bullets. I read somewhere that by 2020, knowledge will double every 12 hours. Oh, whoops. It's already 2021. What's happening to the gaining of knowledge now or or will happen in the next five years? (laughs) It it just makes my brain spin just to think about it. You know, learning is a real and existential magic thing that happens to us in this world. And in this day and time, in the foreseeable future, how will you allow children to touch the magic of math or to touch the magic that happens in everyday science? Helicopters on Mars will probably soon be as natural a thing as that car you just bought that knows how to park and drive itself, or to touch the magic of friendship and how good it feels, or to touch the magic in words and language. Or if I were a child in your classroom or your son or daughter, how would you help me touch the magic inside me that makes me be me? That makes me believe in me. Just look at me. I'm quite a sight to see. Being proud's the key because I believe in me. With a little bit of help from my friends. I hope. Don't you know there's no one quite like me And if you don't mind, I'm a one of a kind I've got wings and I can fly Self-fulfilling prophecies How do you, will you, make sure that you catch your child, your children being good? Teachers, when parents hear from you, is it going to be mostly for the bad stuff? Parents, when your child hears from you, is it mostly for the bad stuff? Is it to tell them what isn't going right? 
Will you let them know when things are going right? How will you let them know? How will you let them know when the magic is wonderful and that they've really touched a rainbow this time? Believing in yourself, remember Wayne, is perhaps the greatest magic of all. Perhaps the most wonderful rainbow touch there is. Thanks again for joining me on that journey to touch rainbows. See you next time. And always remember, there's a little bit of magic inside every child I know. Somewhere inside you'll find a magic rainbow. There's a little bit of magic inside every child I say. A rainbow full of color they can touch every day. It helps them when they're lonely. It helps them as they grow. There really is a rainbow inside every child I know. There's a little bit of magic inside all of you I know. Just believe in yourself and in that magic rainbow. There's a little bit of magic inside all of you I say. Believing in yourself is the touch of a rainbow way. It helps us do the best we can. It helps to see us through. I know there's a rainbow inside every one of you. So touch that magic rainbow. It's so simple, can't you see? To help all the children learn and grow and be the best that they can.